Welcome. This is David Kukla with our monthly show, Traditional Healers from the Four Corners of the World. Join me as we unite with healers, ancient medicines, rituals, and ceremonies so that we can preserve, protect, and further this healing wisdom. Let us remember the teachings handed down to us of how to live inside the sacred hoop of land, language, and culture. Tonight, we have a very special program for all of you out there. We're going to talk about healing with herbal medicines. And we uh, are joined by a fantastic herbalist, acupuncturist, uh, who has a practice here in uh, Lafayette, California at the Well Balance Center, Lana Farson. We also have with us uh, our, our great band, uh, our great supporters. We got Vera McCoy and uh, Evan Frazier of the Dogon Lights. And uh, uh, Vera, wh why don't you and uh, Evan sort of share a little bit with everybody about these uh, very unusual instruments you brought in the studio tonight? So these are a lot of traditional instruments that we'll be playing during the show to help uh, help the plant spirits uh, come alive a little bit more. But what I'm playing here, this low instrument, this is called a sintir. This is from the Kanawa of Morocco. And then I'll be playing a jelly angoni. Speak up, speak up. From Mali. I've got a jaw harp here and a kalimba, which is an African thumb piano, and a kamala ngoni, which is essentially an African harp. Ah, oh, thank you, brothers. Thank you, thank you. And so, uh, as always, uh, when we start our healing programs, we always start with a little opening prayer, just for that blessing, because we all looking for that blessing. We're all looking for that healing, not only for ourselves, for our families, and also for the earth that we live on. And so, for that, I want to introduce a small little, little something, little something special. Ancient ones, ancestors. Those who have come before us, creator of this magical land that we live on, we ask you to come, come be with us. Come bring your wisdom, come bring your teachings, come bring your medicines so that we can heal, so that we can be that very special person that we were born to be and live according to our true nature. Help us mend those wounds. Maybe it's in our body, maybe it's in our mind. Maybe it's an emotional imbalance or a spiritual need you have, but ancient ones, come be with us tonight. And let us all rejoice in celebration for be given another day to walk on Mother Earth. Thank you. So with that, uh, again, uh, I want to introduce myself again because we're, uh, we have this show once a month. And uh, so there's a lot of space in between. And uh, my healing practice uh, goes back over 30 years where uh, I've studied with uh, healers from around the world uh, in Japan, Tokujiro Namakoshi, where I got my shiatsu training. And then studied with uh, African healer Melodoma Some uh, in the Native American communities. Uh, spent many years with Bruce Elijah. And uh, so I've had had uh, just a wonderful uh, experience to be able to uh, get into healing uh, and then have two healing clinics here in the Bay Area. And so uh, with that, uh, we want to make sure you know that tonight's show is a live call-in. 
510-848-4425. And so that during this program, please call in if you have some healing questions, and Lana and I will uh, do our best to answer those questions, knowing that uh, we're doing this on the air, and we're not sure how specific we can get, but we'll do our best. And uh, so don't hesitate. Don't be shy. Call in. We're all looking for a healing, and uh, we'll address it on a uh, body, mind, heart, spirit paradigm, because that's how Lana and I both practice. We, uh, they're all connected. And so that uh, with that, uh, a little background on uh, Lana. Uh, she's a licensed acupuncturist, herbalist, and professor at uh, Acupuncture and Integrative Medicine College here in Berkeley, California. She teaches classes and hands-on workshops using over 300 Asian and Western herbs as internal and external medicines for the balance and health of the body. Lan is also the co-director of the Well Balance Center, uh, an integrative healing clinic in uh, Lafayette that unites Eastern and Western healthcare systems. And as of last month, uh, she was kind enough to invite me to join her. And uh, I, I just w- want to say that uh, if you ever go to her center, you'll feel the healing just when you walk in walk in that door. There's something magic that Lana and Susan's uh, created there. So uh, welcome, Lana. Wow, thank you, David. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, the last time you were on the show was, I think, last spring. We talked a little bit about uh, detoxing. We talked a little bit of uh, maybe how to clean the body. And uh, so tonight we're going to go into just, uh, we're going to dig in a little deeper. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, theories, uh of traditional Chinese medicine because yeah, I do that healthy basically ways to stay healthy ways to stay ways healthy that everybody can stay healthy simple mm-hmm. ways and so to start with you know I, I think always you know I'm always interested when I talk to other healers uh, what what brought them into the healing world and in particular for you Lana you being a specialist in traditional Chinese medicine what what, what attracted you to that field Okay, let's see a little history. Um, I think probably the the big moment um, was in high school, just experimenting uh, using traditional Western herbs. So um, I was getting my hands into that. Actually, you know, just I didn't really know what I was doing. I was making shampoos and I was making gifts for people that later I would see the gift that you know the cream or whatever and it had molded and I didn't know why you know how to preserve it naturally Mm -hmm. so it kind of was self you know self-teaching and then I went off to college in La Jolla UCSD and I got I was really interested in biology and in um Language. I studied a lot of different languages and also Eastern philosophy. So I had the Eastern philosophy, the biology, the language, but there was always this thing about herbs in the background. Mm. And I, I got a book. I got Leslie Tierra's book, um, one of her books, where I saw that I could unite all these things that I really like to do. And mm. it just was this monumental moment, like, wow, I could actually just really enjoy working and really enjoy, like, what I do. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, at that time it was like the, um, 
late 80s, and it wasn't really very popular. Mm -hmm. And in fact, a lot of my professors were saying things like, uh, one of my biology teachers said that eating an apple was the exact same thing as eating a Twinkie. Because it's the, all glucose in the end. Uh, and then he uh. passed around an ancient Twinkie that he'd had for like 15 years, and it looked perfect. And I was like, how could this be? You know, But those professors weren't open. To, I had to kind of hide. I was still studying herbs, ginseng. I had to kind of hide it. Mm-hmm. And um, I came back to the Bay Area, and I told my mom what I wanted to do. Because I wanted to volunteer at Misha Cohen's Kuan Yin. And... Um, which was in San Francisco, the Healing Arts Center there. And my mom, who wasn't, you know, necessarily into herbs or anything, saw it in my eyes, and she saw mm-hmm. that I was happy. And, that I, mm-hmm. and she said, if, you, if it makes you happy, you should study it. Mm-hmm. You should do it. Do what makes you happy. You're yeah. going to be working a long time, probably. Uh-huh. Do what makes you happy. And I just immediately enrolled to finish my um, pre-med and started volunteering because I wanted to I wanted to get a master's in it so probably it was those things it was mostly the herbs but also mm-hmm. the philosophy the language and the biology kind of all coming together mm-hmm. and uh, it reminds me of a story when I lived up in the Pacific Northwest there was this old friend of mine he was an old timer an old longshoreman <clears throat> and I was uh, up at his uh, little cabin one day and in his woodshed and there I looked on on the shelf in the woodshed and I saw this Ziploc bag and with something in it and so I went and I looked at it and I said Gail what what the heck you got he said those are butterhorns I said well what are they doing out here he says well they've been out here 15 years (laughs) and they're fresh as ever <laughs> and so you know, it's that that whole glu- something in you. yeah, that whole glucose story, you know, and be careful what you put in your body, uh-huh. right? And so now that you've uh, been studying uh, Chinese medicine for a number of years, uh, what has it shown you? What is uh, how has it proven itself with your clients? And okay, yeah. Um, in general, I would just say really, really good results. Um, you know, this medicine that I practice, that we both practice, has so many different modalities. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of a lot of treatments that can be done: um, acupressure, mm-hmm. acupuncture, mm-hmm. shiatsu. Um, of course, there's the herbs, internal, external, cooking with herbs, food as medicine, mm-hmm. food herbs. Uh, also, external. Uh, one technique I really like a lot is called gua sha. And it's a scraping rubbing technique that's used with a tool. So it's sometimes mm-hmm. called like a like a tool massage. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could use, you know, I use a, a copper tool because copper conducts energy really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could use a shell or a stone or a horn. But it's basically a way to rub the channels and elicit a response and get healing action moving and going in the body. Um, I also use, you know, tuning forks and that's another vibrational way to use music as therapy for the body because mm-hmm. there's certain sound waves that the body really likes. Mm-hmm. I love, by the way, having these instruments in here. It feels really healing. But that's <laughs> just nice also for um, mm-hmm. on the body. The, you, you mentioned the scraping. 
is that when and specifically do you use that kind of technique? Mm. Well, one specific mm -hmm. um, time that it's super useful is for fibromyalgia. Oh. And I discovered that kind of by accident. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, in the maybe it was the early 90s when I started to treat it, it was sort of this new dis, you know, disorder or term that was used for muscle aches. And mm -hmm. my first client, I didn't know what to do exactly. The acupuncture wasn't really addressing it. And I didn't really treat that case that well for fibromyalgia. It was a new disorder. I didn't really quite understand it. And then um, more people kept coming with this kind of all over body pain. Mm -hmm. um, I tried gua sha, just this external rubbing technique. It's a certain technique. Um, mm -hmm. And immediate relief. And so I've used it so many times with people for pain this. relief. Pain relief. And uh -huh. also, it's really good for wind cold, like if somebody's catching a cold, a common mm -hmm. cold, or a wind heat. Mm -hmm. So external problems, right? Mm -hmm. So later in the show, we'll get into a little bit of diagnosis or some basics yeah. about the medicine. And one of those principles is internal versus external. Mm -hmm. So is the problem internal, like deep in the organs, the torso, mm -hmm. or is it external, like more in the mm -hmm. skin? or outer layers. And so gua sha mm -hmm. can really address those outer layers. Mm -hmm. um, so there's so, a lot of uses. And so when we're uh, talking about the, the body and natural healing, uh, you'll notice that we use terms and words that relate to nature because nature is, that's our force for healing. It's always been there for us. Uh, it's uh, as human beings here on this uh, sacred planet, uh, nature is there for us. And nature is kind of our role model. Healthy yeah. nature, right? Because some nature can get destroyed, yeah. but healthy nature is kind mm -hmm. of our role model, and we want to bring that into mm -hmm. the body. You know. And so again, the importance of not only. Um, protecting and preserving traditional healing, but in order for traditional healing to survive our natural uh, nature is going to have to be kept in that good way too. And we're going to have to really look at uh, what we're doing uh, as, uh, you know, as a world culture and the devastation of the rainforests and all the plant medicines that we've lost because of our carelessness. And so it's a little bit in our prayer this, uh, when we opened our show, it's, uh, you know, asking those ancient ones to remind all of us, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what uh, income tier you're living on, uh, wherever you live, that it's our responsibility to maintain that a sacred relationship to nature. But I think there's also some really good things, that, simple things that mm -hmm. we're doing and can do. Um, uh -huh. Growing plants, you know, having mm -hmm. something as simple as mint, uh, chamomile, nettles. Uh -huh. Growing plants is a yeah. way to bring that back home, that nature. That's very good. And with that, we, we're going to take a little uh, break here, station break. This is David Kukla with Lana Farson. And we're on the traditional healers from the four corners of the world, uh, talking about healing with herbal medicines. This is a live call-in, 510-848-4425. Uh, For any of you who want to talk about maybe some imbalance that you're dealing with and maybe 
uh, Lana and I can give you some uh, some helpful ideas in which to get your body in that good way. Here's Veer and Greg. This is David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world with Lana Farson talking about herbal medicines that heal. And uh, we're going to go into some uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, Lana is a licensed acupuncturist here in uh, Lafayette, California at the Well Balance Center. And uh, I also have my training in uh, Kampo. In, uh, in uh, Japan, Kampo translates into meaning the old way, which includes uh, shiatsu, it includes herbal medicine, it also includes uh, nutrition and the foods to eat. Uh, part of that study in the Kampo for me was also in the macrobiotic community, passed down by George Osawa, and brought here by Michio Kushi and Herman Ahara. And so with that, let's go into some of the basic principles and theories of traditional Chinese medicine. Lana, uh, where would you like to start? The five elements or? Um, why don't we start just a little more simple than that? I think that, so, so sure, the five elements, yeah. it's definitely a lens to look at the body, to look at health. Um, and there's so many different lenses we could look look at and use. Um I think the basic, basic one is just yin and yang. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we start with yin and yang. Um, okay. We could also take a look at the eight principles. Okay. We could look at the five elements. You know, there's so many different ways to uh, take a look at the body and see what's going on. There's also the instincts and the intuition. Mm -hmm. There's That's definitely a diagnostic lens. Mm -hmm. um, but let's just talk about what yin and yang are for a second. Right. Um, so yin is more feminine and yang is more masculine, but mm -hmm. it's way more than that, right? Mm -hmm. um, we could say that yin is more cooling and yang is more hot. Mm -hmm. um, yin is more... Uh, uh, quiet and yang mm -hmm. is more active. So just mm -hmm. based on those, you know, within oneself, one could take mm -hmm. a look at, you know, what's going on. So let's say we've got a teenager with acne and who likes to drink ice mm -hmm. uh, and, and bloody noses maybe. Mm -hmm. the, that to me says heat signs, right? right? The acne might be red, the bloody nose is like heat right. coming out, liking, preferring ice, Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes it's simple like that. You can take mm -hmm. a look and um, 
maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the person's more a cold type. Mm-hmm. So in a simple case, then it actually would be pretty easy for the lay person um, to just decide what to take, you know, mm-hmm. what would be appropriate. For example, if the if the, if um, teenager with acne was feeling heated, uh, a very simple, possibly the most common herb in America would be peppermint. Mm-hmm. That would be totally appropriate because it cools mm-hmm. down the system mm-hmm. and it vents rashes, it vents the skin. Mm-hmm. But it might not be enough. It might mm-hmm. be too simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might then think about something like burdock, which mm-hmm. we're enjoying tonight, that yes. can also clean the skin. Thank you. And it's also cooling. So that mm-hmm. would be in the right um, that would be the right pathway. Um, if somebody were cold and it was true cold, mm-hmm. then maybe ginger, right? Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to say to listeners out there is sometimes it's really not that simple. And, um, you know, I just don't want anyone to make a mistake and, and injure their body in any way from because mm-hmm. her, herbs are really powerful. They're really strong. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, mm-hmm. it, you know, I personally, so I told you a little bit about high school, but what I didn't tell you is that um, one of the things going on with me is I did have acne, hmm. but I thought I needed energy. I thought I needed ginseng, <laughs> and not just any ginseng. Uh-huh. I thought I needed renchen, so Chinese ginseng, which is warm. So uh-huh. I would go to Chinatown, and I would buy ginseng, and I was taking ginseng, just uh-huh. thinking this must be good for me because I want to be stronger. Mm-hmm. And it made my acne worse. It made my skin worse. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just was kind of following some principles that told me, you know, ginseng might be good for me, but I wasn't look, able to, with my mind, with my young mind mm-hmm. to really understand the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I needed, you know, a neutral form of ginseng plus peppermint and burdock. I don't mm-hmm. know what I, you know, but I did, I did it wrong and I kind of injured my body a little bit, just a little, like just getting overheated. So mm-hmm. I think it's probably best to get some training or to go to a licensed herbalist um, mm-hmm. And get a diagnosis and learn a little bit. And then from there, go on one's way to do the things that, mm-hmm. you know, are suggested. Yeah. That's my thought. And maybe also along that line, there's a lot of wonderful herbal books out there, some self-education. I was using those. Yeah. <laughs> I was studying a lot, yeah. but I still got it wrong. So I'm just yeah. saying, I'm just, just yeah. saying that, you know, you can read books, yeah. but life is a little different than books also. Yeah. So. And, you know, it's even in my clinic, you know, the... I had someone come see me, and they're having some digestive stuff going on, and uh, so I suggested to them, well, you know, why don't you try a little peppermint after you eat? After you eat, and so they they did, or they said, well, David, I, I've already done that, and I I, I don't like uh, I don't like peppermint, uh-huh. <laughs> and so on another level with. You know, your body will talk to you. And so it's, you know, you can take a simple herb like peppermint, which is a digestive aid and also releases, you know, the surface, it's the surface heat. Mm-hmm. And see if it feels comfortable to you because your body won't lie. True. And it won't, and that cup of peppermint's not going to hurt you, but you're going to, again, it's bringing that body awareness. And, how many of us have, when we have an ache or pain or uh, when something's going on, we, you know, maybe run to the doctor or, you know, instead of maybe thinking, well, you know, 
what's what's going inside of my body what does my body need and a lot of the traditional medicine when you you know when you get into the natural healing uh it's uh different than allopathic modern western medicine because uh, in working with traditional healers you're going to be given homework <laughs> in other words we work together in, in that process because there's often lifestyle changes right that are part of it some, maybe there's some uh, dietary changes you need to make maybe there's some emotional things that you're holding on to uh, that need to be cleared and creating some obstruction in the body. Uh, maybe there's some spiritual practices that need to be uh, performed or invoked that to put you in that good place with the with the spirit world. So this whole concept of traditional healing is working together with somebody. It's uh, I. It's very hard to heal yourself. I find it impossible almost but and I think that's part of the right reason why the creator gave us each other because to help each other mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so that I can go to you and say geez Lonnie you know I'm not feeling too good what do you think you know well, we've got a lot of things to choose from here, David. What yeah, do you, want to talk about? <laughs> you sure do. You got a beautiful we've collection a of, of things, here. and so in the so you were talking about the yin and the yang, and as a as a basic uh, foundation piece for traditional for diagnosing yeah. for diagnosing and sort of you know usually you know if uh, I sleep in a ball that means I'm a little bit deficient if I'm low energy possibly I need to build myself up uh, if I can't sit still possibly I got too much heat in my body I got to cool it down so a little bit of yin and yang could be fire and water true well the word I forgot to say is balance what yeah. we're looking for mm. for health is actually balance how so to balance, harmonize yeah balanced lifestyle often leads to balance in the body mm -hmm. um, and then when we use these terms like yin and yang mm -hmm. uh, we're just talking about balance other terms we often use are um, excess or deficiency I heard you say that mm -hmm. so you know those are opposites mm -hmm. and a deficiency would be like if a person um, had less they were deficient mm -hmm. there was something missing like maybe they had less blood perhaps they're blood deficient mm -hmm. Western medicine might call that anemic mm -hmm. so that's a form of deficiency um, could also be deficient in energy we mm -hmm. call it chi deficiency um, maybe the digestive system is low and can't extract energy from the food and make good you know glucose and ATP and all of that mm -hmm. so these are deficiencies and then the opposite word is called excess mm -hmm. so an excess would be when there's something too much in the body mm -hmm. um, you know falls just right around the corner and so one of the excesses I was thinking of is phlegm because uh, autumn or fall it's the time of the lungs and often there's some uh, issues that may include phlegm and so phlegm would be considered an excess because it's something in the body that generally um, wouldn't be there you know it's an accumulation mm -hmm. of stagnation of fluids mm -hmm. maybe in the wrong spot so in the case of a excess we would want to clear it and in the case of a deficiency we would want to build it mm -hmm. right kind of like what I was doing so I was taking ginseng it's for deficiency that right. has to build but right. I had an excess I had like little bumps mm -hmm. on the skin so I needed to actually clear so mm -hmm. I was doing the opposite and that's why 
and the, working. <laughs> uh, and the rule of thumb is clearing the excess first. That's right. In herbal medicine, whenever you're talking about, you know, making these uh, plant medicines or uh, natural medicines, because there are mineral, there are animal, there are all medicines, that uh, if you have what is considered an excess condition, something too much of, that that needs to be dealt with first. An yeah. acute condition needs to be dealt with. Acute meaning all of a sudden I got a cold. Right. Acute meaning it's just a few weeks or Yeah, so. I just, you know, I'm dealing with something that's come on strong, maybe kind of urgent past couple of weeks. That needs to be dealt with before you go into your constitution. Underlying pattern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So your constitution is your general. If you go back in your history, you can sort of define yourself. And there will be a roadmap when you when you draw that out. And but in your current situation, if you're dealing with something, that's got to be dealt with first. Another thing we could talk mm-hmm. about for diagnosis is um I just thought to maybe mention the tongue. So we look at the tongue, Mm -hmm. and it gives us information. Mm -hmm. It's a diagnostic aid. So it's a bit like in Western medicine where they might, you know, say, want to know about your digestive system and your belly, and they might put a scope down there, a little Mm -hmm. camera, and look Mm -hmm. in the belly. Well, you know, we don't have to do that. We see so much on the tongue. It's really incredible, Mm -hmm. the training and what depth Mm -hmm. we can see. It's like palm reading or something. So the tongue gives a lot of information Mm -hmm. that a trained healer could actually interpret. But I think in general, people could look at their tongue in the mirror and you want to see, you want to first look at your lips and then see Mm -hmm. what color they are. And then your tongue should be not paler than that. Mm -hmm. It should be fresh looking like pink, Mm -hmm. like pinkish red, light Mm -hmm. red, pink. Um, with thin coating, like a thin mm-hmm. little fur. Coating. That white stuff you use your toothbrush to scrape off. Yeah, don't brush it off. <laughs> just look at it. You hear that? Really, don't brush it. <laughs> no, if it's really thick, that's showing the contents of the of stomach. the stomach, like what's mm-hmm. left over. It's showing that the food's not really getting digested and it's mm-hmm. kind of staying there. And maybe digestive aids are mm-hmm. needed. I brought one in that I like a lot. I brought in um, mm-hmm. hawthornberry. is uh-huh. a really nice digestive aid. It helps to um, break down fats. Lipa- mm-hmm. It increases lipase. It breaks down cholesterol. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can lower cholesterol. It's actually good for the heart because mm-hmm. it helps move the blood. So that's just a little bit about diagnosis in the tongue. And yeah. um, But there's a lot of info in the tongue that you know one can't always see. Right. And there's, <clears throat> in traditional medicine, you know, there's many other self-help tools, too. There's iridology. The eye. There's the face. Yeah. And the, uh, when you look at the face, there's you can diagnose all the different organs from the face, the body types. So many tools out here in the natural healing world. So with that, uh, this is uh, David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world talking with our special guest, Lana Farson. And we're going to take a little uh, music break here with uh, Vera McCoy and Evan Frazier of the Dogon Lights.
This is David Kukla here at the Mothership on La Onda Bahita. And we're talking about healing with those natural medicines. Uh, we have with us uh, Lana Farson, licensed acupuncturist and herbalist. Uh, and we've been talking somewhat about some theories of traditional Chinese medicine. That's uh, been her, some of her basic training. And we're uh, explored some theories. And uh, we want to bring in some home remedies, uh, some ways in which you can maybe start help uh, healing yourself, whatever it is that you needed to deal with, whether it's physical, whether it's uh, emotional or whether it's mental, you know, maybe it's those uh, thoughts in your mind of maybe always uh, cups always half empty or maybe you just see the negative in life. <clears throat> Whatever it is, we want to bring you some tools tonight. And so, uh, Lana, why don't we? Uh, oh, well, I also remember this is a live call in show, uh, 510. 848-4425 that's 510-848-4425 and if you want to discuss uh, anything about yourself or share some comments about traditional healing the importance of it maybe uh, how it served you in your life and dealing with uh, some imbalances that you want to share with the people out there who haven't ventured in that direction yet you know we welcome you this is your program and so now we want to talk about nature because that's where herbal medicines come from. And so uh, not only do our medicines come from nature, but she also teaches us uh, when to eat something, when to harvest. In other words... Follow the seasons. Yes, right? yes. She's uh, There's so much wisdom in her teaching that if we could start realigning ourselves with her, that maybe uh, the wellness that we're seeking could actually be enriched. Well, farmer's markets are a great way to learn what's in season, mm -hmm. right? So eating what's in season is really good for the body. Mm -hmm. Or grow, having a garden and growing your own food mm -hmm. is a really good way to be in harmony with the earth. And for some people who don't understand that, why is it important to eat with the seasons? Oh, okay. Well, let's see. So, for example, I was growing cucumbers this summer, and they grow, that's their time. And they happen to be so aligned with, you know, the fire and earth elements of the summer because they're really cooling. Summer's heat. Right. So summer brings a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. So cucumbers mm -hmm. growing in the summer and taking that medicine, that food medicine during the summer really balances our system. Mm -hmm. Or at the end of the summer, uh, well, some people take it early, but when watermelon's ready and ripe and, mm -hmm. and delicious and sweet, um, it's a really wonderful, perfect thing to take in the mm -hmm. summer because it actually has a function, a medicinal function, to clear summer heat when mm -hmm. we're out in the sun too long. Right. We take that in through our skin. We get dehydrated. Um, we might feel a little dizzy or a headache. Uh, this is a medicine. Mm -hmm. Melons are a medicine. Uh, cucumber is a medicine. Um so when we eat with the seasons, we're more likely to choose things that actually balance us. Oh, another one that came to mind since we're in summer, a great remedy for summer is mung beans. Mm -hmm. So mung beans also, or mung beans, mm -hmm. this type of bean either made as a doll or you could use it, um, the sprouts. On my website, I have a couple recipes for mung bean cookies and different mung bean um, mm -hmm. recipes. Uh, it's healing during the summer because it clears 
the heat that we take mm-hmm. in that can dehydrate us mm-hmm. and cause imbalance or aging. So when we look at the seasons, I mean, if we started with spring, uh, that's when uh, we're coming out of hibernation. Mm-hmm. We've been sort of sluggish all winter, sitting around that fireplace and sleeping a lot. That's me anyway. And so then in the spring, these plants that come out in the mm-hmm. spring, uh, their medicine is cleansing and detoxifying. And also invigorating and, sometimes, mm-hmm. right, to get the metabolism going. Well, sometimes when you cleanse, it invigorates, right? That's right. Yeah, that's true, because you get rid of the, <laughs> the old stuff. The, the yuck. <laughs> well, cleansing in yeah. the body, the analogy would be like cleaning your room, cleaning your bedroom and getting all those old books out that you don't read anymore mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I call it changing the oil in my truck. There you go. Just get it <laughs> New out. spark plugs. And then you've got more energy and more room for new All stuff right. to come into your life. I'm I'm reminded actually here in the studio we have bear root or mm-hmm. osha root mm-hmm. which is Lagusta comporteri mm-hmm. and you know this is the reason it's called bear root is because when bears would come out of hibernation they would look for that umbellifora kind of flower top mm-hmm. and they would spot it and they would go and dig and dig mm-hmm. and find that root and mm-hmm. eat it mm-hmm. and it would bring them out of hibernation because part of it moves blood and invigorates mm-hmm. um it invigorates the metabolism. Mm-hmm. So, the uh, a medicine man, Bruce Elijah, and myself, we go and we uh, wild harvest this up uh, and uh, up wild high, uh, high elevation, uh, high elevation, minimum ten thousand feet, ten to twelve thousand down by Durango, and mm. again, then when you're, uh, uh, I got this in Nevada City. Oh, uh, nice. High. Yeah. And then uh, when you're. Uh, also, when you're doing your wild harvesting, another teaching I'd like to share with everybody is that the best time to pick your medicines is between sunrise and high noon, but never pick after high noon. So after the dew has kind of dried. From sunrise to sun uh, to high noon, mm-hmm. the energy is still growing. And so the medicine's still good. But once it hits high noon, the medicine of that plant's going to start going back inside. Temporary. And it won't yeah. release itself. Yeah. So nice. when, you're, when you're harvesting, make sure you use, use the day. And the other thing that uh, we want to share with you is, you know, use the moon. Yes. And so that when we do our harvesting, we harvest between the new moon and the full moon, but not after the full moon. Well, that's also when I plant. You know, I find when I plant um, or propagate and separate or just grow from Mm -hmm. seed, they grow faster if they can grow with the when the moon is waxing. Yeah. They get energy from the moon, just like people or, you know, dogs and wolves or people, you know. So we're talking about using nature. Aligning ourselves with nature. With the earth, with the sun, with the moon. Her cycles, her daily cycles, when the energy's strong, when the energy's starting to decline, how to use the moon. We could say the ancient grandmother. And so there's all these natural things that have been passed down to us over the, you know, the generations that here on this show we're trying to keep alive. And, and share I'm so with. I'm glad for your show. Oh, thank you, Lana. <laughs> it's a great show. I just love having you here. <clears throat> and so, the this uh, bear root you brought in uh, in the Apache, they call it, uh, you know, uh, well, it's the bear root, but they use it for protection. Mm. 
And so not only is it a, uh, it's interesting because a lot of the herbal medicines, plant medicines, what they're used for physically can be translated into psychological spiritual. and mm -hmm. spiritual. And so bear root being a, a antiviral, antibacterial, first onset of being attacked by a virus. That's protection. You take bear root. Mm -hmm. If, if someone's coming at you in your house, uh, that negative energy, before they come in, put a little piece of bear root in your mouth so mm -hmm. that you protect protect yourself from that negative energy. Mm -hmm. So in traditional medicine, uh, I want to remind all of you that this medicine is energy medicine. And part of the reason why the AMA, FDA struggle with us is because they don't recognize energy. And uh, they rec uh, they, they're more uh, microscopic that needs to be seen. They got to see it in the microscope. Uh, it's got to be found somewhere or identified. And so, uh, mm -hmm. so that's how, that's where we sort of, sort of separate a little bit. Well, I wanted to say a couple of things there before we go too far. I wanted Please. to just, for those listeners who have studied Asian medicine, um, Asian herbal medicine, um, the bear root we're talking, so we're talking about Ligusticum porteri, but it's it's the same genus as the other two Ligusticums that are often used. Chuanxiong is one of them for the head and the belly for common colds, and Gaoban, which is also for common colds and um, the head. And so those are the antimicrobial, antiviral herbs you were referring to. Mm -hmm. Those are the mm -hmm. Asian names. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting topic you brought up about the FDA and about the AMA mm -hmm. and whether or not they recognize energy medicine and just mm -hmm. this microscopic view that mm -hmm. they have. Mm -hmm. um, part of my story I didn't tell you is that I, I used to work at a drug company for about uh, two and a half, three years. Mm. I worked at Genentech. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it was interesting to me. I liked medicine, but um, I guess the piece of it that I really noted that um, surprised me is how much money it costs to get a drug uh, to be accepted, mm -hmm. you know, for, to have the FDA accept mm -hmm. a drug and mm -hmm. what they go through. And this whole process, that's the piece I was involved in. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly, incredibly expensive. So those yeah. drugs have to be incredibly, incredibly expensive. Right. And, um, you know, so there's just a lot of underlying factors to pharmaceutical medicine that are at play, including money. And it's part of why, you know, it's possible that herbal medicine could be a little bit of a threat because... Um, if people can take herbs and then not have to take a drug for their cholesterol, mm -hmm. you know, it's a little bit threatening. But I think the positive way to, to kind of get back into it mm -hmm. is how they can be used together. So I have a lot of clients that take Western medicines, and mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's herbs and, and um, Western medicines can be taken safely mm -hmm. together. They should be taken not at the same time. Mm -hmm. They should be taken an hour or two hours apart mm -hmm. from each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes even three, depends. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of Western pharmaceuticals that um, really alter the body so much that maybe herbs aren't a great 
a great mix. Mm -hmm. I'll just say one class, which is the blood thinners. So right. warfarin, coumadin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anybody warfarin. taking warfarin mm -hmm. or coumadin, mm -hmm. um, right. which are heart meds, right. that thins the blood. And so mm -hmm. they may need that either you know, if they're getting it in the form of a pharmaceutical. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's probably not a good uh, class mm -hmm. of drugs to mix with yeah. herbs. Yeah, hepatitis C also falls into that. Mm. You have to, if someone's on interferon, interferon, you know, I've worked a lot with hepatitis C very successfully for those of you out there and have many clients who no longer have hepatitis C, an incurable disease, FYI, you can heal yourself from that disease. I, I have clients who have, and I think the maybe just I want to touch a little bit on uh, continuing on, on what you were talking about, Lana, and uh, us really making a distinction between Western medicine. We, uh, we do not cure. We do not... Uh, we're not allowed to say we cure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we... What traditional healing does is it restores balance to the body and it strengthens and rejuvenates the body. Mm -hmm. The allopathic medicine goes after the symptom but does not work towards bringing the body back to harmony. There's, there's a big difference right there. And so that when somebody comes to see me who has cancer, I've treated many cancer clients. <clears throat> and we could talk more about that with some of yeah, the here. And we can. And so when they come to me with cancer, you know, uh, the first thing they say to me is, you know, David, you, you know, I, I'm at war with this cancer. And so the first thing I tell them is that I don't go to war with anybody. And I'm not going to go to war with your cancer because I know if I go to war with it, it's going to fight back. And I don't, and I know it, it, it's going to get me too. <laughs> so number one, we're not going to fight it. And what we see out here in the Western modern culture: war on cancer, war on drugs, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. war on Afghanistan. None of it works. It never has worked. And so with that, we're going to take a little small break here. We want to preach peace and love, harmony and balance to all of you out there. Let's take care of each other. Let's take care of our Mother Earth. Yeah. Let's give each other a big hug. Today's a good day to live. Blessings. Blessings to all of you. Here's Ver and uh, Evan with some more beautiful music to heal your soul.
welcome. This is David Kukulo with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world here at the Mothership KPFA on the La Onda Bahita show. Chooch, engineer. Hey, Chooch, good to see you again, my brother. Lana Farson, licensed acupuncturist and healer from Lafayette, California. Well-balanced healing center. Come down and see her. She's a gifted woman. We've been talking about traditional Chinese medicine. We've been talking about healing. We've been talking about some of the basic principles of traditional healing for those of you who have never ventured in that. Even though there's many of you have now walked into this, walked in this direction. I remember back in the early 80s when I first started my healing clinics, I was the only Shiatsu practitioner in Contra Costa County, oh, let alone uh, 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 non-Chinese herbalist. Uh-huh. And so, and how it's changed in 40 years. Now, you know, whatever village I go to, there there's practitioners, herbalists, shiatsu practitioners, not as good as me. But. Well, why do you think it's been around for so long? <laughs> well, it's because it works. It, yeah, and I think because it works and something else has failed. Because you're in it? <laughs> I, I think the shortcomings of modern cultures are really are being their uh, skins being revealed, and uh, and there are a lot of good things about Western medicine. I do think. Yeah. I think emergency medicine. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, for just absolutely chronic issues. Absolutely, um, one has to think whether or not they really want to be putting yeah. pharmaceuticals in their body or plus lana let's talk about not to mention the side effects of the pharmaceutical anytime i see some pharmaceutical on tv there's about two minutes on uh, viagra or maybe a 30 second and then about five minutes on the dangerous side effects and if i start hallucinating palpitating uh have an erection for longer than three days or something i don't know it's just crazy and so where you know, pick your medicine careful, well, my friends. Interesting thought on that. Um, you know, earlier we talked about the tongue and using the tongue to diagnose because you can really see inside the body. Um, so actually, I think it would really be helpful for Western doctors to also look at their patients' tongues, and they used to. They used to take the pulse mm. and actually touch the pulse and mm. feel it. They used to um, look at the tongue. And now they have a lot of machinery, so they stopped being so hands-on. But the reason it would be helpful is, for example, let's say they're, they're dealing with a client who has edema or water retention, and they're considering using a diuretic, which would make them urinate out some of that water. Well, I think it would be really a good idea to look at the tongue, because if their tongue is cracked and very dry, it would indicate that that client would do very poorly on diuretics because they're already indeficient, they're already dried out. So probably a different mm-hmm. method would be better. Mm-hmm. But if they have a very wet tongue, a very mm-hmm. moist and damp and puffy, kind of soggy, you know, damp mm-hmm. tongue, then diuretics actually may be very useful. So I think that um, maybe the two can start to blend a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I collect old, old medical books. Like, yeah. I love the oldest ones, Western medical books. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of info on herbs mm-hmm. and... Um, they have a lot of info on pulses and mm-hmm. tongues and stuff that's forgotten. Yeah, well, I, I think it's important for us to remember that homeopathy 
was the most commonly used medicine here in America up into the 19 early 1900s which was and then it was squashed by the AMA it was outlawed mm -hmm. and so then again here we are in this you know what is this competition you know what what is, what are they so afraid of for my, for God's sakes, we've been on this planet for how many thousands of years and well, been I, using I this medicine? I think in the beginning it wasn't necessarily being afraid. Wow. I think it was it, some of the early stages of how the problem developed. I think it was out of a good interest of wanting mm -hmm. to have some research and prove mm -hmm. something and be scientific and mm -hmm. Louis Pasteur and looking at, you know, mm -hmm. disease and microbes and how they grow and spread mm -hmm. and kind of taking this information mm -hmm. and running with it in a way that sort of forgot the past and forgot the spiritual part. Mm -hmm. Forgot the part about just touching a person mm -hmm. and putting hands on. Mm -hmm. So I think it was for good reasons, but then it got a little dry and white coatish, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> Thank God we're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and I invite my friends who are yeah. Western doctors yeah. or my students who happen to be Western doctors or nurses. I'm so happy. I invite them to own mm -hmm. it and take it back, you know, yeah. and use it and, and and bridge it. Yeah, so what we're talking about here, uh is uh, reclaiming your history. You know, we want uh, everyone to re not only your ancestral lineage, because who you are is what they ate, uh, the ceremonies, what they did is who you are. We're telling everyone tonight to see if you can't go back into your ancestry. Look where you came from so that, to help you understand how to be that good person. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because it kind of starts to talk about the spirit part. Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, sure. Mm -hmm. Did you want to say one more thing? I think we're going to move right into that spirit part when we come back. We're going to have to take a, a short station break here at the top of the hour. Let's this is okay. David Kukla, at, uh, the traditional healers from the four corners of the world with our marvelous healer, Lana Farson, and musicians, Vera McCoy and Evan Frazier. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. This is David Kukla with uh, Traditional Healers from the Four Corners of the World. We're talking about herbal healing medicine. We're talking about traditional medicine and uh, how it's applied in today's modern world and its importance, how maybe you can start using it, maybe those of you who haven't, or maybe some of you might have a question for me or Lana tonight, 510-848-4425. This is a live call-in show. Your your calls are welcome. Uh, we just started to venture into uh, the, the body, mind, heart, spirit aspect of it. And uh, when we say body, mind, heart, spirit, uh, we always think of it in a circle. And if you can imagine a circle and then you know, the body, the mind, the heart, the spirit, they're all on that circle. And so what we're talking about is the relationship of them to each other. That in other words, uh, they're, they're interwoven. And so we don't just treat the body and neglect the mind, the heart, and the spirit. We don't just treat the mind and neglect the body, heart, spirit. We don't treat one of these exclusive. None of them are exclusive. It works best if we balance them all. Yes. And so let's uh, talk about how we're going to do that, Lana. Okay. So we've been talking mostly so far about physical and mm -hmm. balancing the physical. We talked about uh, hawthorne berry. We talked about ginger. We talked about mint. Mm -hmm. um, bear root. We've talked about bear root and a couple other ones that we were, were going to mention. Mm -hmm. Simple ones were cinnamon, which is warming mm -hmm. for winter time and fall. Mm -hmm. um, also, the red jujube dates are tonifying. We talked about deficiency and strengthening. Mm -hmm. So that's all for the, or most of that anyway, is for the physical form. Mm -hmm. um, and then we've also got our mind and our, our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so what it means to me is that the way we interact socially, the way we, our psychology, the way we interact with people, mm -hmm. that's part of our health. Mm -hmm. You know, if we interact positively or at least in ways that um, work through difficulties mm -hmm. emotionally or psychologically or socially, mm -hmm. that's going toward health, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But when we react in ways that are, we get very triggered and we have big outbursts, um, mm -hmm. you know, this our body, our physical form gets affected by that. Mm -hmm. They interplay with each other or maybe vice versa. Maybe the, maybe the physical form is very hot and heated. We talked about um, a, a case of a uh, teenage case with acne, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. nosebleeds and heated. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe the heat from the body affects the Mm -hmm. spirit and mm -hmm. the mind and so maybe the person would be more impulsive and maybe the heat in the body uh, when we're talking about this body mind heart spirit circle maybe that teenager that's boiling inside is coming from a family that's fighting all the time could be it could be a family environment that's overly that healing that's overheated yeah and that child is affected energetically by the environment of his family. Stress, yeah. And that stress, because that stress will create body heat. True. Or it could be maybe there's no family fighting, but maybe just hormones. Hormones right. are hot. 
right. hormones create heat, and when a lot of them come real quickly, mm-hmm. it can affect the physical and it can affect mm-hmm. the mind and the spirit. So we could talk about herbs that help if a person's stuck in neg- ne- negativity. Um, some simple ones would be lavender, mm-hmm. chamomile, mm-hmm. rose, especially the damask rose. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also thinking about albizia, which is the hohuan pea or mm-hmm. hohuan hua. Mm-hmm. Um, these are good moon medicines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one simple way to use them that would be safe would be to use them as essential oils. So mm-hmm. it could be like a form of, of um, smelling therapy. You know? And so uh, maybe explain essential oils for those who maybe are not familiar with them. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because it's a funny term. Yeah. And it's almost a little bit of a... Um, Deceiving term, because Mm -hmm. they're not oily. It's not like olive oil or something like that. They're called essential oils. They're like essences Mm -hmm. from the plant. So lavender has flowers, purple Mm -hmm. flowers, and those flowers, fresh flowers, are picked and then distilled, like the French technique where they pull out the essence of the flower. So it's like a concentrated essence. A distilled process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... um, so, for example, that could be very sweet and very easy to put. Not to few, be taken internal. Well, let's talk external. That's okay. the safest. People yeah. could use them externally. Yeah. Um, put a few drops in the bath. Okay. Or, you know, I sometimes use it like a perfume almost. I don't like those perfumes from department mm-hmm. stores mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. synthetic and smell yeah. too strong. I just like essential oils. So, mm-hmm. lavender is really calming to the spirit and the mm-hmm. mind. Um, rose, well, that's expensive to take as an essential oil, but it's very lovely and nice if you want to smell it. Mm, um, it to. really opens the heart chakra, Ren mm, 17 mm-hmm. area. Um, but mm. you, if you have roses, you could pick those petals, and that would be uh, rose could be used as a tea. You, you mm-hmm. can buy rose tea, one of my favorites. It's that Tulsi tea. Mm-hmm. I think it's traditional medicinals that has it. Is mm-hmm. that right? Um, Tulsi rose tea is really good for the spirit and the mind and positivity and moving through stuck spots. Tulsi being from India. Uh, Right, like the holy basil. Mm -hmm. I I think they have one that's called rose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Or any rose tea would be lovely for the mood. You know, it's a mood Uh uplifter. And so uh, someone comes to your clinic and they come and see you and they say they're just filled with anxiety. Mm. So how would you from this body, mind, heart, spirit, how would, how do you, how would, how do you go through that process? There's a lot of things there that come to mind, but one thing that comes to mind that I didn't get to say yet that I think I'll say right now (laughs) is, um, so it's important to, to work with it trained practitioner because of the diagnostic skills that they have. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's complaining of anxiety, there's many possible reasons for it. Mm -hmm. We've mentioned some. It could be excess heat. Mm -hmm. It could be deficiency. It could be deficient heat. Mm -hmm. It could be heart chi. So So when we're talking about excess heat, this means that there's too much heat in your body traveling around possibly making giving you palpitations possibly irritating the heart which is 
the home for your spirit. So you have an agitated spirit, uh, can't sit still, fire. Just think of, so there's an example of if it is and excess. And you might give something like mm -hmm. um, gardenia. Okay, to cool. Shan right? Mm -hmm. That would be something that would clear heart heat, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. That's a medicine that you would get from a okay. trained... Uh, and then if some, maybe maybe your anxiety is coming from deficiency, so it, it's sort of like there's not enough, not enough energy, blood in your internal body that the body is sort of quivering or shaking from right. lack of. Right. It's almost like when you don't get enough sleep, for some of us, if we don't, Man, talk about anxious. <laughs> right, or enough food. Yeah, right? or food. Uh-huh. So, so that's so deficiency. So for yeah. that one, we might end up using a tonic, something that tonifies uh -huh. the blood, mm -hmm. like the Zisiphus red date, mm -hmm. either called Da Zao or Dong Okay, sure, Angelica could work. Mm -hmm. Dong mm -hmm. So that tonifies the blood. We mm -hmm. would maybe... Um, boost the body and strengthen mm -hmm. the body as opposed to just really clearing and, mm -hmm. and cutting out heat. Mm -hmm. um, it could be from cheek congestion. Yeah. A congestion. In other words, you're stagnant. Something's stuck in your body. It's so not that's moving. not deficiency at all. Yeah. So now we've got a third element we are introducing. We're talking about excess, too much of something. Now we Then we introduce not enough. Now here's the third one. It's stuck. The energy stuck and more times than not and I don't know about you Lana a client will come to see me and uh, they'll say man I'm just stuck <laughs> <laughs> you're like thank you for that information that diagnostic yeah and so in other words our words how we use our words are to a trained practitioner is really powerful because right then and there I know they're suffering from stagnation and so then we give them herbs to maybe invigorate such as blue perm could be Chai Hu. Mm -hmm. Could be uh, Cypress, Xiang Fu. Yes, Xiang Fu. Or I was thinking Chen Pi, like just like a mandarin orange peel. Yeah. Things moving, like regulate Qi. Mujang, Sasaria. Uh -huh. That's nice. Uh huh. So here again, so now we're talking about how to move the energy. Again, we're talking about energy. And I wanted to say mm -hmm. something, which is that. Um, Basically, one of the real beauties of this medicine, of Asian medicine and traditional medicines in general, is that it can see patterns as they're beginning and as they're developing. And we don't have to have, you know, like a really strong, bad case of something mm -hmm. in order to treat it. It's very preventative. Mm -hmm. So sometimes with my clients, they'll maybe come in for... Oh, who knows? Let's say they even just come in for an injury to their leg. Mm -hmm. And as I'm working with that, I might, by their tongue and pulse, be mm -hmm. able to pick up that All there's right. some chi deficiency in the spleen and their mm -hmm. digestive system's not really extracting as much as it could. So they're spending good money mm -hmm. on hopefully organic, mm -hmm. uh, good quality foods. Right. But their body's not really extracting all the nutrients mm -hmm. from the food. So I might just let them know, oh, hey, look, right. you could work on that as well. As well and, and you know, that's another element is that I have uh, clients that will come in to see me and they've been to the doctor and to all the different specialists and they say, nothing's wrong with you. True. <laughs> and the client says, David, I they just feel, feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be. 
but the doctor said I'm fine. And so there's this, is it all in my head? Well, you know, David, those are often chai hu types. Mm -hmm. The Bupleurum type always has a long list of what they think is wrong with them. And they really, you know, they think there's something wrong. Even when Western medicine can't find it, they Mm -hmm. get very easily, certain types, certain body types get easily worried. And the chai hu type is, is like that. Right. So that's blue perm. And again, so we're talking about different ways in which we can heal ourselves, body, mind, heart, and spirit. Can we talk about the heart-spirit a little bit more? Yes, please. We didn't really touch on it. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so um, heart-spirit, there's many ways to Mm -hmm. address it, to Mm -hmm. heal Mm -hmm. in the heart-spirit. you had mentioned to me before the show microdosing, mm-hmm. so that made me think of homeopathy also, yeah, yeah. and just lighter medicine like Bach flower medicines, mm-hmm. flower mm-hmm. medicines, mm-hmm. even some of the essential oils. Mm-hmm. Um, heart spirit connection and healing also happens through something you mentioned earlier, which is ancestral mm-hmm. medicine and mm-hmm. looking at our ancestors mm-hmm. and. Um, maybe with ceremony and reverence Mm -hmm. and also possibly dream medicine, looking Mm -hmm. through dreams or creative medicine, creative Mm -hmm. expression. So these are some different ways to address the heart spirit uh, piece of healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when we also talk about heart spirit, you know, we, you know, here uh, uh, in North America, what is uh, known as by our Native American brothers and sisters as Turtle Island, you know, there's uh, special uh, plant medicines that uh, are used for different uh, purposes. You know, they uh, have uh, sweet grass. That's used for uh, uh, cleansing and mm, healing. Like sage? Mm-hmm, sage for so, purifying. So we're talking about like incense for yeah, spirit medicine. Yeah, smell, you know. Mm-hmm. the and the. So let's uh, name some more. So there would be sage well, and frankincense and myrrh mm-hmm. and amber. And then you said sweet grass. All your aloes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. As an as an incense? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. So not the Liu Hui. Yeah, the aloe wood. Oh, the aloe's wood. Like yeah. the agar wood. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But the problem is that um, it's also endangered. Yeah. I think we all are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're growing it now um, mm. in a way that doesn't deplete the... Did you mention copal? No. That's Tell us about that. Mexico. Oh, that's the herb that's used by the indigenous people down there for oh, purifying. How do you spell it? Copal. C-O-P-A-L. Copal. Copal. Um, I guess that's a reminding me of, um, what's the word? Palo Santo? Ah, yes. From Peru. Is it similar to Copal? I think so. Okay. No, well, Copal's uh, like frankincense. Oh, it's a resin. It's a resin. Oh, so frankincense, myrrh, Copal, mm-hmm. amber, these are all mm-hmm. what I call tree bloods because uh-huh. it's from the, the sap of the tree. Mm-hmm. And it, mm-hmm. when the tree is injured, it leaks mm-hmm. the sap, and it's like it leaks its own blood mm-hmm. to heal mm-hmm. the cut or the wound. And so we use frankincense, myrrh externally for wounds right. and healing. And we... Uh, 
you know, uh, we've been told and we've been taught that when wherever we go, wherever we travel, you know, whatever uh, land you travel to from your homeland, you always see what the indigenous people use to talk with spirit. Mm. And because wherever you go, whether it be Africa, South America, Australia, Europe, it doesn't matter. But there, there is indigenous plants that are specifically used for that vibration for the spirit world. Mm-hmm. And Connecting with our ancestors. Connecting, yeah. Communicating. Yeah. Uh, and tobacco here in North America mm-hmm. was used by the Native, is used by the Native mm-hmm. American mm-hmm. as communicating with the uh, spirit world, mm-hmm. with the creator. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we're going to take a small station break, a little music here, some healing music. This is David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. Our special guest, Lana Farson, licensed acupuncturist from Lafayette, California. Here's Vera and Evan. to the beautiful healing music of Ver McCoy and Evan Frazier of the Dogon Lights. Thank you, brothers, for that great music. Uh, we're talking about healing tonight. Uh, we're, we've been uh, talking about herbal medicines, how you can use them. This is a live call-in. Uh, if you want to comment on anything we've said tonight, please uh, feel free to 510-848-4425. We got somebody at the switchboard here pretty quick. 510-848-4425. We've been talking about healing the body, the mind, heart, spirit. Uh, Now, uh, I sort of want to venture into a sort of hot topic. I'll call it a hot topic. Okay. Cancer. And... It seems like everybody I know in our families has someone who has had cancer, died from cancer. Healing from cancer. Healing from cancer. Your brother-in-law has cancer. And so it's sort of a... We've come to this time in uh, history of the human uh, human history, anyway, of this disease. And um, so, let's talk about some herbs and lifestyle. And you know, I'd be interested in your knowledge about mm-hmm. how we can prevent or, or mm-hmm. make that situation better. Yeah, we got a couple right here. Okay, let's let's start. Uh, maybe. Uh, first, well, before we go into that, Ellen, how about cause? Okay. 
And because that's definitely what the Western medicine, the allopathic, the pharmaceuticals, they're trying to, you know, what's causing these cancers, how to, you know, and they're looking at ways in which they can stop them from, you know. The replication re of the DNA. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where their arena is. Uh, what, In your opinion, why do you think, uh, cancer is uh, just epidemic. Oh. I'm going to call it an epidemic. Yeah. Pandemic, maybe. From an Asian medicine point of view? You're personal. Why do you think that. we're suffering? Why do you think there's so much cancer in the world today? Well, uh, it, I think there's a lot of different factors, mm -hmm. but I think certainly one factor is uh, toxicity mm -hmm. in our environment and okay. absorbing that, you know. Yeah. Um, I think that there's many ways we absorb it that we don't mm -hmm. think about or mm -hmm. know about, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started painting, I started to get my artistic groove on with watercolor. And I was getting into the reds, the mm -hmm. color, the red mm -hmm. colors. And the painting books would talk, talk about how the, the red ones, many of them were carcinogenic. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, that's so interesting because so many women wear red Lipstick, uh -huh. red, red, you know, stuff yeah. from a department store painted on their lips. And so mm. many women mm. eat with that stuff on their lips. Mm. So mm -hmm. I think if, if just this is one little small area, but I think mm -hmm. if, if you're going to wear it, um, mm -hmm. take it off before you eat. Because when you eat with lips, you know, if it's, mm -hmm. if it's a um, synthetic mm -hmm. kind of color, then you pull that in along with your mm -hmm. food. And that's that's what I'm talking about in terms of environmental mm -hmm. toxicity. But you know, I mean, I, it, there's so many different ways in our environment. Mm -hmm. I I'm not particularly myself. I don't get overly overly alarmed and tripped out and negative on the environment being that way. Mm -hmm. I actually it causes me to start to think more positively about how to just chelate that out and detoxify mm -hmm. and making sure that, you know, on a daily or weekly basis I'm just doing things in my mm -hmm. life that clean and clear out from my body. Right. Then uh just and then we look at seaweed because seaweed is a wonderful herb to dissolve tumors and clean out toxicity and clean toxicity but it has to be clean seaweed from good healthy oceans and so because we have fukushima we have all this pollution that was now. 2011 yeah and the seaweed in that area is probably doing a great job of cleaning the ocean because mm -hmm. that's its job but seaweed is like a magnet for toxins mm -hmm. so it's a magnet for heavy metals for lead and mercury mm -hmm. and it's also a magnet for radiation right. so it's probably pulling that out of the oceans and into the seaweed so I just think people should be aware of where they're getting their seaweed from and probably at this point the safest bet would be like Atlantic coast seaweed mm. or <laughs> from Iceland mm -hmm. or I heard mm -hmm. maybe Australia but wouldn't mm -hmm. that be kind of close I don't know it depends yeah. on the, the way the water is the going. currents <laughs> I mean I used yeah. to really like the Mendocino seaweed right and right. um but I just don't know. And I think that what would be great is mm -hmm. if we could see some of the... Because seaweed is a medicine. It really does help clean yep. the body. And it can prevent cancer. Right. But not if it's dirty, if it's seaweed that's been in mm -hmm. 
unclean water. So I would love mm. to see some of those companies analyzing their seaweed. I mean, all mm -hmm. the herbs I use are all analyzed. They're all mm -hmm. organic, mm -hmm. um, you know, pesticide-free. If they come from China, they're tested. Yeah, GMP. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not just that, but actually tested for like 240 uh -huh. pesticides to make mm -hmm. sure that they're not contaminated because, mm -hmm. you know, there's environmental cleanliness issues everywhere, yeah. especially in Asia. Yeah, so those of you who uh, might be suffering from metal toxicity, wanting to find ways to get those metals out of your body, as seaweed's a, a good ally. Clean seaweed. Clean. <laughs> find some clean seaweed. Mushrooms. Shiitake mushrooms. Shiitake mushrooms. All your mushrooms. Cilantro is a gentle chelator. Uh -huh. Greens, right? Green mm -hmm. things have uh, chlorophyll, mm -hmm. and that brings oxygen. And mm -hmm. whenever you bring oxygen, either through food or acupressure or acupuncture mm -hmm. or herbs, that oxygen is healing. And it takes out carbon dioxide and lactic acid and waste. So that's. Mm -hmm. So when you ask me what do you think is causing cancer, it's partially the environment. Mm -hmm. um, but if we look at an Asian point of view, it's stagnation, stagnation of damp, stagnation of blood. So blood stagnation, what's that? It's when the blood isn't flowing so quick, it's kind of getting more thick mm -hmm. and getting more clotted. And mm -hmm. then it kind of help starts to go more towards tumors, right? Uh -huh. So exercise is a medicine. Movement. If you're lucky enough to have the ability to move your body or get to a gym or be outside and exercise, mm -hmm. consider it like a medicine mm -hmm. or consider it like a, a pharmaceutical that you don't have to take because mm -hmm. you exercise. Mm -hmm. Good. And then, uh, so stagnation, uh, looking at areas in your life where you might be stagnant. Again, body, mind, heart, spirit. Mm -hmm. I invite everybody out there just to be brave and just to go for the stagnant parts and just to get them to move. You know, <laughs> dance it yeah. or creative outlets, music, painting, just whatever mm -hmm. gets things moving is healthy in general. Yeah. yeah. Move those stuck relationships. <laughs> yeah, just get it moving. Just get keep it moving. moving. Just keep on moving, right? Yeah, keep, keep it on moving. On. That's right. And then, so, and then when we call, uh, talk about dealing with it, to when someone who comes in and sees us, uh, I know that a lot of my training and treating that disease uh, or helping somebody regain balance, uh, uh, I look at sort of three things when I look at. Uh, one, how to cleanse or detoxify the body. Uh, then two, I look at how to strengthen, uh, how to build what the Western medicine calls the immune system. And uh, then three is the circulation, or what we just talked about is resolving the stagnation. Mm -hmm. the so those are the three uh, areas that, you know, when we make the herbal formulas, you know, they usually have a combination of all three. Mm -hmm. And so uh, how about you? Is that? sort of ring ring a bell for I like you too. That. I think that sounds really good. Uh -huh. Cleansing is detoxifying, is getting rid of the excess. Uh -huh. Strengthening is tonification, is building up so that mm -hmm. we have a strong immune system. And then the blood is really, you know, it's one of the bases of the whole thing because yeah. it's, it's our, our blood flow and keeping and then, it flowing. Uh, some 
uh, for detoxing, some some of my favorites, uh, two of my favorites, there would be Old Olandia. Mm. What uh, my Chinese? Thank you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, mm -hmm. and the other one is Scutellaria. So Huang Qi. By Jilian. Oh, by Jilian. So they're both Scutellaria. So yeah. Scutellaria. Barbata is one mm -hmm. of them, and Scutellaria, so Banjulian. That's the, is that the Barbata? I use the Native American one, actually, Scutellaria uh, laterifolia. Oh, okay. I like that one that the Indians used. Uh -huh. But they're, so they're all very good at cleaning and yeah. detoxifying. There's one more I want to mention. Can yeah. I add one? Well, you can add, it's yeah. It's right here in the studio. Yeah. And this is one that I think it would be easy for folks to do. It's basically just tea, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. caffeine tea um, is the plant Camellia sinensis. Mm -hmm. And that's whether or not you're talking about black tea, green tea, mm -hmm. red tea, pu'er tea, which is the one I have here. Mm -hmm. um, that plant Camellia sinensis is really detoxifying and cleaning for the body. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about um, the different types if we have time uh, and, they're, and, and who they're appropriate for. At first, I just want to say, when I say tea, um, it's basically caffeine tea. Traditionally, a tisane would be like a tea that's not caffeined, like mm -hmm. rose petal tea or mint tea. Those are more tisanes. But if we just say a tea, it's a caffeine tea, Camellia sinensis, very detoxifying. And if we have time, we could talk about the differences. Well, we're going to have to move into a small little station break here. I, okay, we're going to have... So. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> you can see it in my eyes. Uh, like, oh my God. And so we, this is David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world on KPFA, La Onda Bahiti Show. We've been talking about herbal medicines. We're going to take... We're going to take a little music break here with Vera McCoy and Evan Frazier. Be right back.
Welcome back. This is David Kukla with the Traditional Healers from the Four Corners of the World. You've just been listening to some beautiful healing music from uh, Ver McCoy and Evan Frazier of Dogon Lights. And I'm sitting here tonight with uh, a healer, um, Lana Farson, licensed acupuncturist in Lafayette, California. Her and I work together actually in her center there. So uh, later on in the show, we'll give you uh, some contact information if you want to see either one of us then uh, give us give us a call we'd love to talk to you and we've been talking about cancer uh, we talked a little bit about detoxification uh, we got a uh, we're gonna uh, Lana was talking about the camellia tea the green teas and how they help detox a body quick note the green tea is pretty cold mm-hmm. and it's too cold for some people okay. so if you're a cold type but you want to detox you could always take green tea with ginger or green tea with brown rice that might mm-hmm. be better or my personal favorite is called pu'er pu E-R-H and Pu'er protects the belly and it's mm-hmm. not as cold. It's a little nice, warmer. Nice, nice. And then we talked about some seaweeds which help uh, dissolve tumors. Uh, how about lymphatics? Uh, healthy seaweeds. Yeah, healthy, healthy seaweeds. Uh, uh, self-heal. Oh, self-heal spike is really good for the lymph nodes and it mm-hmm. cleans and clears the lymph nodes. So if there's some kind of buildup in the nodes, that can really help to dissipate that. Okay. So it's a cold herb, self-heal spike. It's, it's yeah. in the mint family. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the same family as peppermint. Mm-hmm. And like peppermint, it goes to the liver, and it's cooling for the liver, mm-hmm. and it clears heat and detoxifies the body. Nice. And turmeric. Another Indian wonderful, spice, yeah. uh, another Indian wonderful. Spice. It's wonderful. Should, I don't think people who take uh, Coumadin or Warfarin, we talked about the right. pharmaceuticals, should be taking turmeric because right. they both are too similar. Mm-hmm. But um, so turmeric is really good for blood flow, it increases blood flow. So it's kind of like exercise, but mm-hmm. in a sp- Indian spice. <laughs> and it's anti-cancer because right. it keeps blood from, it mm-hmm. prevents blood mm-hmm. from congealing into masses. Mm-hmm. It keeps it moving. And that's sort of why I always tell people one of the best ways to, you know, stay healthy is going to the sauna because it's probably the best place to go. Sweat you it out. Sweat it out. The body, your blood, it will hit every capillary. You're going to get the best circulation in the world by going into that sauna once, twice a week. Wonderful, you know, gift given to us from the Scandinavians, the Sami people. Well, I thought it was more the Japanese that... No, well, if you go around the world, there's every culture has its version has has a sweat sweat has a sweat ceremony, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, probably great minds think alike. Yeah, figured it out, right? Yeah, natural. Yeah, and so, uh, so we've been talking a little bit about how to detox, and then the second prong into cancer work is uh, how to build the immune system. Uh, I know the mushrooms are fabulous in that arena. You want? You brought some ling chi, some Ganoderma here, which is also called reishi. Reishi, your reishi mushroom. And you can't eat it directly because it's so hard. You need to either have it in small pieces and cook it in a soup and Mm -hmm. extract it like a water extraction 
Um, and I want to mention hot water extraction because the, the, your mushrooms uh, will not be, the, the medicine in the mushroom contained within the cells, uh, it needs heat to crack themselves open for you to get the medicine. So be careful if you're buying uh, mushroom powders and capsules. But what about mixing the mushroom powder with hot water? Would that be... It, it it should be cooked. It should be cooked. All the your should be cooked a little while. Yeah. How long you think? Oh, I would say at least I'd probably 15, bring it. I'd 15. bring it up to a boil and then steep it for about 10, 15 yeah. minutes. Uh huh. Interesting. Okay, just to kind of activate it. Uh, just it to up. activate all yeah. your mushrooms, whether it be the shiitake, the mazutake, the Turkey coriolis. Cook, cook your mushrooms. And, and don't you, eat raw mushrooms. And don't eat raw mushroom. And tincture if, is another way. I like tinctures. Tincture this, if so. they're a hot mm -hmm. extract tincture, well, what not I cold process. You do cold. I just do uh, hot heat, just hot. I, oh. I cook them. I always cook my mushrooms first. Okay. I, I take the, the raw pieces of reishi and I soak it in alcohol and then I extract that maybe six weeks and then I take yeah. the dregs all the pieces yeah. and I put water in there and boil it and and reduce that and take the hot water oh, because okay. I think you bring out I don't have the technical terms with me but you basically bring out some aspects through the alcohol and some aspects through the water right but uh, the heat is required to open the cell membrane yeah. of a mushroom. And especially for the mm -hmm. immune stimulating, you need the heat. Whereas linger right. reishi also calms the spirit. That's right. It's a spirit calmer. Right. And that aspect can be, I'm pretty sure that's the piece that can be extracted yeah. through the alcohol. Another uh, herb that's sort of coming into the uh, world view is Ginostemma, Xiaogulan. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. excellent, excellent herb for building uh, your immune system. Easy to grow, too, I and think, And easy, right? yeah. I just found it at the nursery this yeah. spring. Right, right, right. Yeah. It's, uh, Less expensive, easy mm -hmm, to grow. Mm -hmm. Xiaogulan. Yeah. Gynostemma. Yep. And rhodiola. Rhodiola is used a lot in areas like Tibet where there's mm -hmm. high mountains and it helps people yeah. have an ability to handle um, altitude yep. changes, right? Yep. Is that Hong Jing Tian? Yes. Think? Yeah, rhodiola. Other yes. uh, immune system, well, the probably one of the most commonly used is astragalus. <laughs> the Huang Qi. Yeah. Yeah. A very wonderful, herb. wonderful herb. Mm -hmm. If you can't take the heat from the ginsengs, you can do codonopsis. Right. It's neutral in temperature. Yes. It's and the dongshen. Yeah. Also, you could try the Siberian ginseng, which is... Suujia. Yeah. Suujia. And then, Suujia, that one is in the same family, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it is... Uh, Cooling? I don't remember the temperature of Suvijah. Uh, uh, it's somewhat neutral. Neutral. Somewhat like Codonopsis. Uh -huh. Yeah. A little bit maybe some warm, but not something you have to be concerned also about. Also pretty easy to grow. Yes. So one of the things we'll say about the growing um, is that, you know, if it's an herb like ginseng uh, or astragalus or mm -hmm. Codonopsis, it can take two, three to five years to get a good root that you right. can and then some right. of the other ones that you were talking about um, could produce 
energy and healing uh, components quicker. So yes. that's just interesting, cheaper and quicker. Right. You don't always need ginseng. <laughs> yes. So these are all things that boost the immune system, the second right. part of DNA. So that's what we've been talking about, how to build your immune system. And also, I think I'll, I'll bring in wild oats. Mm, okay. Wild oats are probably, you know, a, a one uh, just a powerful nervine, uh, a strengthening of the core of your body, uh, essential in, if you're going through chemotherapy or radiation, that you keep that core strong because that's when that gets weakened, that's when the, the chemo can start doing its damage. So, you know, uh, get some wild oat extract. Take that. You know, get some steel cut oats. Eat steel cut oats every day, and protect that core from being depleted from the toxicities of the chemotherapy mm -hmm. and the heat of radiation. You have to realize when you're in radiation therapy, it's heat, mm -hmm. and your body's going to overheat, mm -hmm. and you're going to dry up. Mm -hmm. And so there's definitely specific herbs that can help moisten and counteract the heat. Sometimes opiopogon mm -hmm. the my mendong, my mendong, uh, tian mendong, things like this yeah. are very moistening for the yin and can yeah. be helpful. I like the the asparagus, the tian mendong, tian mendong. for in the heart mm -hmm. for the calming of the spirit because a lot of times in dealing with cancer you got a lot of heart issues because mm -hmm. it's life threatening. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, am I going to? Yeah, you know. How about polygala wanshi? As a as a lifting the spirits because a lot of times there's depression in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also thinking about um, we didn't mention American ginseng, which no. is the Xiang Shen or Hua Qi Shen. American ginseng yeah. is cooling, unlike yeah. unlike the Chinese ginseng Ren Shen. So it's American ginseng has that ability to to deal with heat that comes yeah. from radiation. Right. And so. Uh, We've gone around the horn here, Lana. Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, we only got a few more minutes here. And uh, then uh, I'd like you to uh, sort of wrap up the evening. Uh, a few words to our village out there listening to us tonight. What would you like to say to everybody, Lana? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Just... Um make positive good choices you know mm -hmm. move toward your healing um embrace it live it um what else would i like to say um if you'd like to check out my websites i've got a, a class website that i have for my students it's my name lanafarson.com forward slash classes a lot of good recipes unusual recipes healing recipes um, email. Do you have an email address? Sure. Lana? That's my name, Lana Farson at Comcast.net. Okay. And um, it's L A N A F A R S O N. And you're the Well Balanced Center? Yeah, I have a website for my clinic, which is called ingoodhealth.org. O R G. So, all one word, ingoodhealth.org. And you see clients throughout the week? Yeah, I do. Okay. Head to toe, inside to outside. Healing work all around. <laughs> wonderful, stuff. wonderful, wonderful. And uh, so then uh, also we got uh, Veer and uh, Evan. Uh, Veer, Evan, do you want to say a little bit about yourselves and what's coming up for you guys? 
We yeah, want to know. Veer McCoy and Evan and I play in a couple different groups. Um, we are playing at the Ashkenaz in Berkeley in a group called the Dogon Lights at Ecstatic Dance Live. That's August 29th. So come on out and we'll be with our full band there dancing. We also have an album for free you can download called Yakaruna, Y-A-K-A-R-U-N-A, yakaruna.com. It's free. Yeah. My name is Evan, Evan Fraser. It's been an honor to be here and learn so much about herbs and share our music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, brothers. Uh, the, our next show will be Friday, September 20th from 8.30 to 9 p.m. on the La Onda Bajita show. Uh, my special guest will be Aaron Ortega, a traditional healer from the Pacific Islands, and we'll be talking about uh, the Hawaiian Islands in particular and their medicines. And uh, I want to let you know that you can uh, reach me at D-K-S-A-A-M-I at Mac.com. That's my email address. Uh, if you want to call, talk, uh, 415-317-7032. Uh, you can watch our previous radio shows on YouTube.com forward slash Healers Forum, H-E-A-L-E-R-S-F-O-R-U-M. And I want to give a special thanks and a shout out to Miguel Molina, our executive producer, Chooch, our engineer, and Clay Schmidt's video producer. And uh, to all of you out there, thank you for listening in. We want to send a big blessing and a big hug to each and every one of you that you got through this week in a good way and you're still standing tall and you're still staying strong and you're saying yes to life because it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. Welcome to Sunrise. Kiss the moon. We'll talk to you soon. This is David Kukla with the traditional healers from the four corners of the world. See you next month. Thank <laughs> you.